0: Thank you. tv reviews i am your host mo and today you guys we are doing something new okay so y'all unfortunately one of my shows that i was reviewing that i really 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 liked has been canceled i'm so tired of them canceling all of these shows that i really like and they're really good okay they get good reviews from the audience however they cannot make it past season one or two Y'all, I am talking about this time, unfortunately, Shelter. I really like that show. Okay? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe some other streaming service or some other production company will pick it up. Because I just got to know what happened. I got so many questions, y'all. But, yup, Shelter has been canceled after one season. So... I'm doing a new show, okay? Not saying that that one wasn't going to be on hiatus anyway because the first season had just ended. But, I am doing a new show and this one is Fargo, okay? This is the fifth installment of Fargo, okay? So, this is more of a dramedy type of a situation. But, most of these, if not all of them, are actually based off of true stories, okay? So, I seen it pop up a couple of days ago, and I actually um, had started watching season four. Chris Rock was in season four, and it was about um, uh, bootlegging, y'all. And that season was actually pretty good, okay? So if you don't have anything else to watch, watch season four, okay? It was pretty good. Um, but anyway, we're in season five. This is episode one, and it's titled The Tragedy of the Commons, Okay, I hope you guys have had a wonderful week thus far. We are at Friday. Okay, Friday. So we got the weekend to relax a little bit. If you work the weekends, I am sorry for you. <laughs> but anyway, the rest of us get a break. Okay. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the synopsis and then we're going to get right into the episode. Y'all, these episodes, um, they're pretty long. They're over, usually, the average is about 50 minutes. Okay, so this one is actually closer to an hour. Um, but the synopsis for this one is a series of unexpected events leads Dot in hot water, lands, excuse me, y'all, lands Dot in hot water, and she is plunged back into a life she thought she left behind all right y'all so like I said um, you know these episodes (laughs) they're based off a true story so I'm really excited to see where this one takes us so this is this one actually takes place in Minnesota in 2019 and um we are met with a woman named Dot and her daughter Scotty okay they are actually sitting in an auditorium they're supposed to be there for the fall festival planning committee meeting however it looks like things have went way awry because y'all everybody except for them it looks like it's fighting okay there's a whole bunch of commotion a whole bunch of people chose violence today and it's a scramble so her and her daughter scotty are kind of just like hovered together (laughs) And so she was like, "Okay, we're gonna try to get out of here. Okay, if you feel somebody grab you or they try to take you down, you go ahead and bite their ankle. Okay, so they get up and they make an exit. Uh, try to make it towards the exit, y'all. And once they get like in to like the alley, y'all, a man." taps Dot on the shoulder she turns around and he's yelling nobody's listening to me and so I guess he thought that he was just gonna put his hands on her just because nobody was listening I guess he was gonna try to force her to how you gonna do that with you hitting her I don't know but either way y'all she thought smart about it and she had a taser okay so she tased his ass and then right after she tased him y'all somebody tapped her on her shoulder grabbed her shoulder to try I guess try to get her attention y'all it was the police but out of reflex and because she didn't see who was behind her she just knew that it was an adult grabbing her shoulder with some force y'all she didn't taste the damn officer the, the officer went down okay and so I guess whoever his partner was or maybe just the fellow police officer that was coming to try to um, get the situation under control y'all the officer then came up and arrested her right on the spot so she's screaming for her daughter her daughter's screaming for her she ends up getting placed in the back of the squad car and she was like oh shoot and i'm not even finna attempt to try to do their minnesota accents just know that i absolutely love them okay but i cannot and i don't want to offend any and everybody trying to do so so she's in the back of the squad car and um she's asking oh girl is she gonna be arrested and She was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, you tased an officer. What did you expect? Okay, and so she was like, well, I was kind of hoping that my daughter wouldn't see me get arrested today. That's what I was thinking. Um, And so then she ends up getting taken down to the jailhouse. And she gets booked. She gets fingerprinted. And they take her picture, okay? And so after all of that is said and done, they take her stuff, you know, and put it in wherever they put it at for safe keepings until it's time for her to be released. And she ends up asking the officer that arrested her, um, are the fingerprints put into a national database? And so the officer was like, are you a fugitive or something? And she was like, no, okay, I I don't want this to become a big deal. And so the officer never answers her, okay? And so she ends up sitting there for a little minute, y'all down there at the jail it's a whole hot mess (laughs) but um we see that her husband is finally able to get her out of jail his name is Wayne I do believe okay and so he done got her out of jail and he's you know they're just really really nice as a matter of fact when the episode started they gave the definition for Minnesota nice and it's It was like to be aggressively nice, even when you don't want to. It's kind of like forced upon you, sort of, kind of. So even when you don't want to be nice, you are overly nice. Even when it seems like the situation is like hella dire. You still find a way to find um, a drop of sunshine, a silver lining, if you will. So they get in the car, and um, she's telling him how bad it was for her, and he says that he... Uh, he's gonna get ready to go to his mom's house because they got that card the Christmas card deal thing today and um, she was asking how Scotty was doing and he was like oh you know it's nothing that a little Spongebob and a Game Boy game can't fix right so Scotty ain't too upset about it so he ends up telling her that his mom got some particular attorney slash lawyer on her case And she was like, wow, you told your mom, why would you do that? And so he was like, well, you tased an officer, ma'am. So usually officers get very upset (laughs) when it's one of their own, okay, getting tased. So my mom knows all of the big wigs in town. She's got plenty of connections, so it only makes sense. So it seems like this may be the mother-in-law from hell um, but either way, they are on their way over there to deal with her. So we're going to see what type of backlash this is going to cause between the two of them. So y'all, they go over to Wayne's mama house. <laughs> and Scotty is not dressed um, in a dress. Okay, she's got on like this suit. And she says that she would prefer to wear this. Okay, it's more comfortable for her. And so Wayne is like tying her tie for her suit. I love it, y'all. So um, Dot comes out and she's cleaned up pretty well, okay. And then the mom comes downstairs, y'all, and she gets mad at uh, the attorney general. I think that's the attorney general um, because he's ruining her entrance. And so she was like, "I'm here." <laughs> Very snooty, snobbish, stuck up, prissy, bougie, all of those bad traits of a rich people, okay? So she lets her presence be known and she goes over to Scotty. And I'm gonna assume that Wayne is her only son because I don't see any other kids there, siblings there with Wayne. And so she goes over to Scotty, and she's like, well, "Where's my granddaughter?" And so she was like, "Nana, I'm right here." And she looks down at her, and she was like, "Okay, suit, very progressive. I don't think she likes it, y'all." <laughs> and so um, she ends up telling them, y'all. She calls Scotty a. Uh, she calls Scotty a cross dresser. And she's giving, uh, she called Dot the Outlaw <laughs> and her husband. So she's giving them directions about where she wants everybody to sit and pose for this Christmas card, y'all. And right before they get ready to take the picture, they done turned the music on so to kind of like get them in the spirit of, you know, Christmas. They turn the music on. She calls for, uh, I guess like her assistant Jerome or her security guard Jerome. Y'all, Jerome goes and gets guns and puts some in everybody's hands for this picture, including Scotty. Now, Scotty is probably about nine or ten years old. Okay. But even she got a gun. And, uh, mama in law was like, hey, we got to take a stance. Okay. got to got to let the people know where our morals lay y'all i cannot okay i don't like this lady and so after that they're all sitting down to dinner weird exchanges are happening um she tries to introduce the attorney general wayne was like yeah i know i voted for you twice then they start talking about um the guns and stuff and he was like, I guess the attorney general took offense and was like, you know, now it's not the time for us to be making light of certain situations when our war, our uh, you know country is at war, or whatever. Y'all, it's a hot mess. Like I said, it's different exchanges happening at the table. They really don't want to get into all the politics of it, but um I guess the attorney that's going to be representing her keeps yelling out objection. Although Dot is saying that she's very apologetic for what she did to the police officer um and then later on after the y'all the mama ended up calling uh because she asked what was she doing down there and Dot was like yeah so i was down there because it was a school board meeting okay i was down there because they were trying to um talk about like the library and expanding i guess like the mystery genre the mystery and thriller genre of books and so she was like, why can't you just write a check like everybody else? Okay. And so Wayne had made the comment that he does make a modest living. Okay. But still. And so the mama took a jab after Wayne said that it was like, well, hell, honestly, since you're an outlaw now, you can write your own damn books. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I would have threw some water or something in the Or I would have kicked her up under the table or something. I don't know, y'all. But that mama, she is... She's going to be a handful. So later on, uh Scotty is getting ready for bed, and Dot is there with her. And she ends up asking Dot, is she going to go back to jail? And she was like, no, okay, we're going to get all of that squared away. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to be making you pancakes in the morning, okay? The silver dollars, girl, just like you like them. And so she ends up reading a book to her, and she kisses her goodnight. So later on, when she gets in her own bed... Y'all, Wayne is politely asking her does she want to play in the sheets. And she was like, you really want to do that today? Like, it's been a really long day, okay? I literally had to wash my pits in your mom's commode. I hope that's uh, slang for sink, because why would you wash your arms in the commode? That's gross. So, (laughs) she was like, no, okay? Like, I'm flattered that you still want to play in the sheets. But honestly, if you try to touch me right now, I promise you, you gonna get tased too. <laughs> and so he ends up politely asking her, does she mind if he watches Blue Bloods while she goes to sleep? And she was like, no, okay, knock yourself out. So just then, as she's getting ready to go to sleep, we see um, in a different part of the world, um, it looks like we're on some farmland we see a man at the head of the table and there is a long table with family sitting amongst him and um we zoom in on him and they go back and forth between him and dot and then we see some more flashes where people in masks are walking down a long dark uh, dirt road and then we see another man in like a kilt or something so i'm not sure what all of that means just yet but either way by the time we get done with this little montage honey dot done uh popped her eyes open real quick like she just thought about something or she's terrified about something so it's the next morning and as promised she is making silver dollar pancakes for scotty okay when wayne comes down and says that he's gonna get ready to go to he's the owner of a kia store okay so he says that or a kia car shop so He tells her that he's going to get ready to go in early because apparently the new models are rolling out and so he wants to meet them at the showroom when they get there and so he's going to get ready to leave early. And so she was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll just take Scotty to school and he was like, yeah, about that. You should probably hang back for a few days, you know, just let things die down a little bit. (laughs) Wayne seems pretty logical to me. And so he offers to take Scotty to school. And she was like, well, I haven't made her pancakes. And he was like, well, you know, we can always just stop and get some donuts today. Oh, you said donuts? Well, it's not every day that we can get pancakes or donuts for breakfast. But I would definitely take donuts over pancakes any day. Okay, less messy. So, they get ready to leave out. And, of course, he kisses his wife um, away before, you know, they leave out. So, she sits down and she's getting ready to watch the tv as she crochets a blanket y'all and then out of nowhere we see this random person come up with one of those uh like those straw bags or something like that over their face like a potato sack yeah there we go like a potato sack over their face with the holes cut out where the eyes are gonna go okay definitely reminds me of the movie the strangers very ominous, but this is during the day you guys okay so in broad daylight this person is coming up to her house with this potato sack on his face and so she looks over and sees him and by the time he gets ready to open up the sliding door which was weird to me because the door was unlocked I was like dang so y'all don't lock doors around here I bet you won't do that no more so the sliding door was unlocked so he let himself in but he does have a hammer okay and so we see that the ball of yarn that she had for it the, for the blanket that she was crocheting she has now pulled some of the string all the way up the steps, right? And so, dude is real slick, but his partner, on the other hand, by the time he makes it to the door, to the front door, the other guy is coming in right through the front door. Like, people aren't gonna notice that, okay? So again, there's two men with hoods over their faces. And this one seems to be a chatty Kathy, okay? Because he was like, man, I'm sweating this thing. Where she at? so they follow the string of yarn up the stairs and into uh dot and wayne's bedroom and the ball of yarn is laying on in the middle of the floor so they start looking around the one isn't talking but the chatty kathy is like man i'm tired of looking for her okay she needs to hurry up and come out so he's still talking um and then he looks over and it seems to be like a bathroom or some sort because um, it's right next to like a vanity. So the chatty Cathy gets the attention of the, the silent one and motions towards the bathroom. So chatty Cathy walks over to the bathroom and pops the door open. So just then when he's opening up the door, y'all, she's got a can of hairspray and a lighter of some sort and torches his face. Okay. He done call his head on fire, so he's screaming and panicking, throwing, throwing himself down on the ground. I'm like, damn, she got wooden floors, so you ain't putting nothing out. <laughs> and his partner does not seem to be helping at all, the silent one, okay? He has a target in mind, and he is going to get her. So. She does the same thing for him um, but he kind of dodges out the way and this gives her a chance to run out the room. So she is running towards the steps y'all and she trips over the laundry basket and ends up taking a huge tumble down the steps. All right she lands at the bottom of the steps and then everything slows down. We see the silent one at the, the key of the steps the top of the steps and um, he gets ready to make his way down and Chatty Kathy finally does put himself out and he asks is she dead well she ain't moving just yet right so the silent one gets to the bottom of the steps and he gets ready to pull her leg just then she takes one of the ice hockey blades y'all and slices the side of his face now this is crazy because y'all know that we just had that freak accident that happened with the hockey player that got killed while they were playing that game of hockey y'all crazy those things are hella sharp so she slices the side of his face like close to his ear and they finally corner her into the kitchen like a corner of the kitchen and chatty kathy says well he said he wanted her alive but he didn't say that she should have all of her teeth you know what i'm talking about and so he has a hammer y'all so it seems like Dot's luck done ran out but who is he referring to when he says he? I don't know but it seems like Dot is going to get kidnapped. So Wayne and Scotty make their way home and he's telling her that Dot probably just forgot about her which means I'm going to assume that she was probably supposed to pick her up from school and she just didn't and so, well because she couldn't and Wayne has to go pick her up as a result of it. So when he gets to the door or when he's walking to the door rather he sees that the door is already wide open and so to prevent scotty from seeing that he tells her to go back and look for his uh suitcase not suitcase his a briefcase i'm sorry y'all so she goes back to look for the briefcase and um she finds it and he tells her to just hang back for a second while he goes in the house so he goes in the house and he's looking around and he's calling for dot she's not answering and so he happens to look down and right at the base of the stairs there is like this little puddle of blood and he also sees the bloody um the bloody ice uh, escape so immediately he ends up calling the police and the same deputy that arrested her is the same one that shows up and right when she gets there he goes ahead and mentions that the throw up in the commode (laughs) on the ground floor yeah that's him okay he got so freaked out and so she basically ends up asking him you know what's going on and so he fills her in and he says that he sent scotty over to the neighbor's house he he was looking for dot and he actually tried to call her but her phone is still in the house and so she was like okay cool well i'm gonna look around real quick Um, and when the forensics team gets here, tell them to just come on in. So, he ends up telling her before she gets all the way in the house that there is like a burnt hood or a burnt hat that's upstairs. And so, she ends up going up there and and looks around and she's like, what in the hell is happening here? So, then we go to um, his mom. Apparently, uh, like I said, she is not feeling dot. Okay? And so, wayne is trying to figure out what the next move is along with her and i guess her attorney i think his name is danish y'all he got an eye patch (laughs) y'all i'm not making fun of him but i just love the fact that he has an eye patch okay uh it's not something that you see every day so They're talking about what they're going to do. Are they going to have a ransom? Uh, You know, somebody should be calling for a ransom if somebody's taking her hostage, if that's what they really want. Because his mom is worth all of this money, right? And so they're also concerned about whether or not they're going to get the FBI involved or if they're going to get a private hostage negotiation team involved in this situation, um what's the next move and so like i said mama don't really see it for her and she was like well i'm not really too concerned about uh this low rent girl that my son done knocked up you know just because he he knocked her up don't mean that she really supposed to care for her like that and so he was like mama like you talking about my wife come on now and so I guess she gonna put a little bit of change together but don't expect her to be going off into the millions category just for this lady just cause she holds the title of daughter-in-law. So back over at uh, Indira's house, that's the deputy. She gets home and she's had a long day at work, y'all. Okay. So she kicks her boots off and uh she sits down at the table. Y'all, it seems like Indira is they're behind financially um there are a lot of past due bills delinquent bills and so she goes to go speak to her boot thing boot thing is down there practicing his swing on the simulator okay and so she ends up telling him uh that she's gonna have to get up early in the morning because there was uh, a crime scene that happened where there were two different blood types, okay, and neither one of them uh, or one of them doesn't match the victims. And so she's gonna have to get up early. And so she um, ends up telling him that she looked at the bills and everything is past due, okay. And um, it seems like Boo Thang might have got in a little bit over his head with this simulator. And so she was like, Well, you know, we kind of running real tight right now on the budget so i think it will be helpful if you picked up a extra shift or two at the red apple now i'm not sure what that is if that's a restaurant or something but she needs him to pick up the slack a little bit okay and or she suggests maybe possibly going back to school for radiology and he was like well i don't need a backup okay apparently you know he had placed second in some golf tournament and so he had bought this golf simulator for the winter months, so he could keep his swing up today, you know, keep fresh. And so it seems like it's going to be a lost cause. Maybe she's just going to have to do this this financial thing by herself until he can consistently start placing to gain more money and move up the ranks. And so. Feeling defeated about the conversation, she tells him that she's finna get ready to go to bed. And she asked him, Is he coming? And he said, Yeah, but I'm gonna practice on my swing just a little bit more and then I'll be up. Y'all, her boyfriend or husband looks like he uh, belonged in the not the animated version, but shit, maybe the animated version too of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He looked like he was probably an extra in that movie, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying, if y'all watch the show, y'all tell me that he don't look like he he deserves an extra spot in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, y'all, so there was so much that was happening, and it was so good. I didn't have anywhere to stop, so forgive me if I miss anything, but it was like 20 minutes of action, y'all. Okay, so they done kidnapped Dot, she's in the car with them somewhere, and the chatty Cathy criminal is in the front whimpering, okay? He's concerned about his face. And honestly, y'all, he looks like Joe Pesci after he got burnt in, what was that, Home Alone 2, I believe? Uh huh. So that part of his head looks like Joe Pesci's. Um, but part of his face is also burnt as well, okay? He's concerned about his vision because it's getting a little cloudy. Okay, and so the silent one tells him that he's got two eyes and he needs to calm down and relax. All right, you're going to be alright. And so the dude was like, hey, can you take me to the vet? Because, I mean, they are doctors, okay? They just treat animals. I guess that way they won't be able to, like, report him, or I'm assuming that's what he's thinking. And Dot pipes up, and she mentions how he actually should go to the doctor because... With burns like that, I mean, he's bound to get some type of infection if it's not treated properly, okay? So, they're driving along and they end up passing this lone car um, that's sitting off the side of the road. Well, it turns out to be a state trooper of some sort or some type of police car, right? So, they pass it and the trooper car pulls out behind them and the silent one ends up asking Chatty Cathy where did you steal Where? Uh, where did you get this car from and so he was like shoot i i stole this car and he was like okay from who hell if i know i just know that i stole it from some guy's driveway in st cloud like you told me to so y'all of course as their luck would have it they get the whoop whoop. okay well what the hell are we gonna do now so chatty kathy starts panicking and the silent one tells him that there's a 38 in the glove box okay and so <sighs> he pulls over and he's getting ready to tell dot don't do nothing stupid but it's too late y'all honey dot done got out and done started running right before anybody could process just what the hell is about to happen so the troopers open up the door and it looks like they're gonna get ready to approach the uh, the criminals cars but they get out before they do and starts to open fire, okay? So the silent one ends up taking out um, the driver, the driver trooper. And the passenger trooper ends up calling for backup real quick, okay? So he hurries up and, and um, you know, gets to safety right when the silent one looks like he's about to roll up on them. okay? Um, the trooper ends up running to the same gas station that Dot does. And Dot is in there trying to find stuff to... Uh, get herself out of this situation so the trooper the trooper is at the gas station but he's not inside of it okay so he's just kind of looking out it's it's pitch black okay besides the lights from the gas pumps there's nothing to see and so he's just kind of staring off into the abyss and out of nowhere shots happen and he gets hit right through the leg okay it looks like it's probably like a through and through y'all it was bad okay um and so he ends up hustling into the gas station and he asked the a store clerk do does he have like any uh weaponry back there are there any pipes you got a gun like what's happening and he was like all i got is an air horn or well, do you have any other exits no okay it's one way in one way out but they do have a bathroom back there dot says okay and nine out of ten times it's probably got a window as well and so the officer ends up helping her get out of her uh, zip ties and she starts to immediately go for stuff okay she grabs some glow sticks she also grabs a bag of ice and she starts stabbing a can of motor oil okay and so the officer sits down to kind of tend to his wounds and like i said you know they're trying to like put some pressure on the wound and um After she stabs the motor oil and puts it down at the entrance, y'all, so smart, right? Um, She hurries up and goes to him, and she asks him, is he going to be okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be straight. We're going to get through it. So she grabs the glow sticks and the ice, and she makes her way towards the bathroom, and... Inside, I don't know what she's doing with these glow sticks, y'all. So she done threw a couple of glow sticks, like, in the store. I'm not sure if this is just to kind of keep an eye out, likewise, where the criminals may be in the store. I don't know. Y'all will have to let me know about these glow sticks. So she pops one of the glow sticks, and she goes inside the bathroom. She throws it on the floor real quick, but you can hear Chatty Cathy still whimpering, right? Because it's cold. He done broke into the store from the window in the bathroom. But he's in the stall. You can't see his feet, right? He's standing on top of the toilet. So she done threw the glow stick down there, but I guess he didn't notice because he's so loud. He's not conspicuous at all. Okay. So or inconspicuous. So she ends up setting the bag of ice down. Now I don't know what she gonna do with that, but we'll see in just a second. So um the trooper is on the ground and he relocates from hiding behind one shelf to the next so he can kind of see the door from where he's sitting. But he's on the floor seat. So he, he can see you, but you can't see him. So he's sitting on the ground and he hears some rumblings right after he talks to the store clerk and tells him to, to duck down if he, you know, want to stay alive. So all of a sudden we see this barrel come through the the glass window shattering it right and so um we hear gunshots coming from the silent one we hear gunshots coming from chatty kathy inside the bathroom now who he's shooting at i don't know okay because ain't no bullets whizzing past his head or nothing like that so he done shot at the damn bathroom stall waste of bullets for no reason right so the silent one ends up walking over the motor oil like bypassing it i guess you know she had put it there for him to try to slip on it but he's smarter than that okay you're gonna have to get up a little bit earlier to trick him so he steps right over it y'all and starts looking around meanwhile chatty kathy in the back he done stepped down from his hiding spot in the stall and when he steps down he opens up the door and he sees like the glow stick um, by this time, y'all, she done scattered the bag of ice on the floor, right? And so he stepped down, but when he stepped down, he slipped on the ice. And it caused him to lose his balance, y'all. He done tumbled back, and his head ended up hitting the toilet seat, breaking the, the porcelain commode, y'all. That's how hard he hit that toilet seat. It was a thump. Do you hear me? So He's dead she done end up taking his gun that he had and done emptied the bullets out of it but she still got it right so then um by this time the silent one comes out uh he comes through the he, the thing still looking around trying to see where everybody is and all of a sudden i don't know what possessed this damn store clerk to use this air horn y'all i don't know where the store clerk uses the air horn and it it causes the silent one to shoot him dead, okay? So while he's got his attention on the store clerk, the trooper ends up standing up from where he's hiding and shoots in the silent one's direction, which causes him to, like, jump out of the way of the bullet so he wouldn't get struck. So he's down on the ground. Uh, Dot done made her way back to the front of the store from the bathroom. And so now the silent one done grabbed, uh, like, a mirror that's kind of uh, a mirror that's for sale. So he can kind of see where this trooper is so he can take him out, right? So as he's finna get ready to find him, y'all, Dot ends up whacking him upside the head with something which causes him to be knocked out, right? So she hurries up and goes over to the trooper and, you know, she's trying to bandage him up and he's asking her, you know, what's your name? Where did you learn all of these skills from? And she's like, you know, this isn't my first time trying to get away this isn't my first getaway that's what she said and I was like okay so there's definitely more to this story I'm thinking Aaron Carter right so she ends up using like an ice scraper from a car to act as like the pressure um and then she uses uh I don't I forgot what she used to like uh act as like an ace bandage to wrap around it to keep the pressure applied and so um she stands up because he ends up asking her about the first fella and he says I'm assuming that you know that's the thump that I heard from the commode but what about the second fella and she's like oh he's by the front door and he ends up asking her is he breathing and this causes her to go back up to the front and she looks y'all the silent one is gone and so as she's looking down on the floor, she ends up seeing a flyer talking about breakfast is the most important uh, important meal of the day, which reminds her that she's supposed to be making these pancakes for Scotty, right? So the trooper finally is able to stand up again, and he's walking towards her, or he thinks he is. By this time, the cavalry is coming, right? Because he called for backup a while ago. And he's telling her to come stand next to him so they won't think that, uh, so they won't think that she's an assailant, right? So he was like, Man, you know, you deserve medals and all this stuff like that, you know, uh a medal for citizens' bravery or something, you know, right? So by the time he gets to the front, she's gone. Okay, she don't need all that static coming from the police, asking her all of these questions and this, that, and the third. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, but clearly Dot got skills. So, y'all, Wayne done put Scotty to bed. It done got late. He's telling her that Dot is going to be found, okay? But for now, it's quitting time, y'all. He done took them glasses off. He done stayed up all night waiting on his lady love to return. He's so scared, y'all. He don't know what's done happened to her. So... He finally dozes off, and then here comes Dot creeping through the dough. okay? She done startled him awake, and so now he done grabbed like this little, um, uh, like a bell, iron bell of some sort to kind of like bop whoever the intruder is over the head with it, and um, when he gets to the kitchen, y'all, she's making Scotty's pancakes, Okay? And so he was like, oh, hun, like, I'm I'm so glad you're okay. Like, what happened? Where were you? Oh, my goodness, look at your feet. There's blood on your feet. And so she ends up saying that she just had to clear her head, okay? um, Yesterday was quite the day for her. It was a hard pill to swallow, and so she just, she had to go clear her head. And so she stepped out for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, but you forgot your shoes? Okay. So... He, he's asking her about the two different types of blood that they found, the police done being here, they done ran tests, okay? Ain't neither one of these blood types yours. And she makes an excuse for that. And then he was like, well, what about the the burnt hood that I found upstairs, the burnt ski mask? And so she says something about she was setting out the fall stuff, and um, she must have got distracted, and the, the curling irons must have got too close to the ski mask, and Why? He must think that she's some type of fool. You know, she feels pretty embarrassed about it. And so she goes on to tell him that uh, she knows that he believes that she's perfect, but quite the contrary, okay? Even she has a breaking point. And so he's looking at her completely bewildered, y'all. He don't know what to think at this point. He don't know what done happened to her. He don't know where she been. And so he was like, but I was at mom's, you know, and we done got all of this stuff together trying to figure out where you were. And she was like, you told your mom? And he said, yeah, because you were abducted. And she said, don't say that. Okay. And so she ends up changing the subject and she tells him what well, she asked him. Can he set the table so Scotty can be ready for breakfast in the morning because that's the most important meal of the day. And again, he's just looking at her like, what the hell is happening here? And that's the way the episode ends, (laughs) y'all. What is Dot hiding? I don't know, y'all. But hopefully this is a really good season. Like I said, this is based on a true story um that happened in minnesota of course some of the survivors names have been changed but whatever happened to the dead that's how they died okay all right so let me know what you think you can reach me at me and tv reviews on facebook and on instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all i love y'all okay i love y'all so much i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend And um, be safe out there, all right? Keep your head on the swivel because the world is crazy, all right, y'all? So that's all I have. Until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.